0: Today is a great day for a car wash.
1: Yeah, sure. Car wash. <laughs> this is the car wash on the SL podcast. Susanga flangana car. Good day and welcome to The Car Wash. This is episode number 57, your holiday special, our last one for the year 2020. What a year it has been. Uh, On today's show, we're going to discuss players getting into road accidents, Benny back in the 18 area, uh, and a whole lot more. Uh, whether you're listening to us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Mahikeng 96.7's Game Time, welcome to the show. I am your host, Slew Powell. Of course, I am not alone in your eardrums. We have the one and only, former Ajax Cape Town and Mamalodi Sundown's goalkeeper, Sean Roberts. How you doing, yes, sir? Yes,
0: sir. I'm beautiful. Thank you, Slew Dog
1: and <clears throat> also joining the show is former Orlando Pirates and Mamelody Sundowns midfielder, Teko Morise. How are you doing, sir? I'm awesome, SLU, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. So as we wrap up the year, uh, I think it's only right that we get one last joke of the day from <laughs> Mr. Sean Roberts. What wow. you got for us as we close out?
0: All right? are we ready, boys? Did you hear no. did you hear about the circus fire? It was intense.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> intense.
0: <laughs> intense. Love that. Oh, Love that. F- Aiden's having it. Thank you very much. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Thank you very much.
1: All right. I think I think we're fine to move on to. It's a pretty serious topic that we're diving into, but yeah. um, we've had some a few days to to kind of digest uh, what what's happened. Uh, of course, we haven't been able to talk about the passing of uh, Mujako Madisha uh, this past weekend. It's been a highly emotional week, you know. Um, our sundowns weren't allowed to postpone their match on tuesday evening had to go out there and play they still won their match 2-0 um but uh you know another player lost to the roads uh a lot of conversations that we have to have um about this issue because it, it persists it's not just this season it's year on year uh so you know as we dive in why do we keep losing players to the roads so often
2: oh
0: man it's it's um you know what, bro? It's I think it's just South Africans in general that are, uh, I would say, irresponsible, I guess. Um, look, I, I don't know the ins and outs about any of the, the deaths, to be honest. Um, uh, uh, Teko, he was at the 50th anniversary celebration, wasn't he?
3: I'm not sure about that because if you remember, there was a game that the Sundowns played and the coach actually in the post-match or something like that, he said um, Madisha wasn't involved because of the... Um, Medical issues. So nice. we never actually understood what the medical issues were. But if, if if it's COVID or something like that, probably maybe he might have maybe been in isolation. Sure. Uh, whatever the case may be, but I'm not sure because I haven't spoken to anybody from Sundance to ask whether he was there or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah I, I'm
1: definitely not sure about that. I actually also heard that he wasn't there. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And also, I heard he was. We don't know if he was even driving the car. Right. So, because th- there was obviously two passengers there. So, or uh, well, two drive two people in the car. Yeah. <laughs> so, and the other person also
0: passed away. Yeah. 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 It, it's uh, sorry, to get back to your question. It's um, it's it's. It's, it's never going to change, man. I mean, uh, we've seen it now happen over the years. We've lost a lot of fellow players, fellow teammates, great players. And um, you think that people would learn uh, along the way. But, uh, but again, we don't know the ins and outs of this accident. So I, c- I can't really comment on that. But it's just, it's sad. It's sad. Two in two weeks or two in a week, I guess. It's, yeah. it's just um, uh, to be a... And, and also for the game not to be postponed. That's a big one.
1: Yeah. That's that huge.
0: Tough. That is huge. I don't, I don't get that one to be honest. Um, glad they got the three points though, but uh, yeah, I don't know. You, you see all the guys, statuses, um, the coaches, um, the players. The guys are gutted. He was, he was a great guy, a very, very good player, yeah. and the heart and soul of that Sundance defense for sure. Decco, what was your
1: reaction when you heard this news, and what do, you, what do you make of this continued issue?
3: Look. Um... For me, because of um, I've seen the boy being promoted to the first team and uh, even, bef- um, even before the accident, this is the person that I was in contact with, speaking about the game itself. Mm. And uh, for me, it hit home very hard, um, it actually messed up my day, you know, and uh, I felt like I never felt this pain in a long time, you know, and uh, for me also being a young player that he is and uh, we were speaking about also Bafana Bafana stuff, you know, and um, being also a nominee for Defender of the Year, you know, he he comes a long way and uh, look for Sundowns also to lose the second player within the short space of time as well, you know, these are tough times for the team and uh, I couldn't wrap my head around it. But also, I was like, okay, since this is happening, um, let me see what the league is going to do, you know. And when they didn't postpone the game, and then I started seeing people on Twitter, you know, retrieving files of previous players that passed on, and the league actually postponed the games. Mm. And also, we need to also understand the rules as well, but the rules are there for guidelines. You know, sometimes common sense needs to be applied, and uh, we are all humans, and uh, and uh, this is not just the player that was on the bench or just registered with the team. This is a player that was playing all the games. I think last season he played all the games and the previous season. And uh, unless he was suspended, he was, like, like Sean has said, he was one of the core defenders on the team. And for me, I was very disappointed in how the league actually handled this situation. But I need to give kudos to Sundowns. So, you know, they were very brave. Um, even under difficult circumstances, they were able to play. And actually get the results that they needed and um, I can imagine um, how the mood was in camp and how the coaches needed to motivate the players to actually look beyond this and actually play for the boy and uh, and then get the victory that was needed but coming to to the accident for for the players as well I think um, I don't understand why it's happening most of the time in in Africa maybe at this point in South Africa when we don't get so many accidents, players dying overseas. I think there's there's a lack of knowledge or maybe a lack of understanding um, sometimes or probably maybe of what it takes to be a professional footballer, what are the do's and don'ts of a professional footballer. And I think we take this thing for granted um, and you look at the times as well, you know, with all the accident that has happened, you can go back to Richard Henyakane, you can go back. To Janji's, you know, look at the times when these things are happening. Also with Madisha as well. Look at the times, Anela. look at the times when these accidents are happening. It's very sad actually being able to speak about this and it's still continuing, mm. you know. And uh, I just hope that, you know, there will be education. I think it's just hope that Madisha's death maybe might be uh um A wake up call something that'll exactly that'll turn things around and we start having this convers this tough conversations that mm. okay guys we understand but here the rules and regulations of the team and also the players also start, need to start taking responsibility as well knowing that you know this career of ours is very short and that the contracts are there to be respected and to be honored as well and uh and yeah man i think teams as well you need to start speaking about this need to emphasize this you know yep. there need to be fines there need to be something that needs to be done because we, we can't continue like this and 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 just come back again and speak about it without anything you know drastic happening with with these things and for me it was sad for me it was so unbelievable that you know madisha did being this young I mean, really guys, We need something needs to be done. Whether it's the league, whether our teams, I think the teams are the ones that need to take responsibility. But what, but
0: what can be done, Teko? That's the thing. Like, these are fully grown men making their own decisions outside of football. Yeah. What, what can be done? I mean, it's, it's, it's decisions. It's bad decisions, right? Choices.
3: Look, look these are bad decisions, bad choices, like you're saying. But I think they need to be careful with the teams. You know, players need to be allowed to drive at a certain time of the hour and uh, and and but it's just that you can't monitor that as well i don't know what exactly that needs to be done but something has to be done yeah, yeah. something has you know we need to sit down with the players there's conversations we need to have them because we can't continue like this yeah yeah you know, it's, it's it's these are players and, and you must understand most of the players as well they are breadwinners at their homes sure. so you need to understand the responsibility that you carry and if those type of things happen you, you need to understand how many people are going to suffer because of your death, because of the responsibilities that you carry within the family. So I think that a, that's how I'm saying that there's a conversation that we need to have and make sure that players actually understand that, guys, we we befriending friends that are not professional footballers. They don't understand what it takes to be a professional footballer. Hmm. And they'll never actually tell you what not to do because they're your fans. Yeah. You know, they'll never say, no, let's not go there. It's too late. You know, let's stay home. We'll see tomorrow. They don't because... They're just happy that they're having a friend that plays for a certain team that you know is always on TV. I'm a celebrity because he is. I think also it it it's, it it plays a role what type of friends we have because you need friends that will actually be able to remind you if something is wrong. You don't have to friends that are a friend of you. So I don't know. Yeah, mm.
1: here's here's I another thing that 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 I was having conversations with and and uh you know. It, Listeners and fans of Soccer Laduma, take this with a pinch of salt because I understand. If you look on our, our our website, we write about players' cars a lot. Even on this show, we have Car of the Week. But is there this obsession with fast sports cars? Because you know, whenever I watch these, um, you know, backgrounds on 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 these very very fast sports cars, the level of driver you need to be mm. is is increasing with every new fast car. Um, and I think it's one of those things where you can't approach a Ferrari or, or 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 one of these sports cars the same way you approach a standard sedan. You know, it's mm. like it's like you need to have you need to be an advanced driver pretty much. Sure. And a lot of these players just aren't, you know. Mm. We we can't expect everyone to be Lewis Hamilton, but we need to understand the power that's in these vehicles and how quickly you know, I was watching a video of some guy, he lives on a hill and he was trying to park his his, his car and it's a sports car. And this, he he messed up somehow, and his f-ing car launches into the garage door. So it's like it's simple things like that. And mm. imagine you you you're pacing at 160 yeah. down a highway. Yeah. What what can happen? So yeah. is, is there maybe too much obsession with having the nicest, fastest no, car? No,
0: of course, man. It it comes with the status, I guess, of being a professional footballer. That's okay. Well, I can't be seen driving around with a polo, which mm. is absolute. B- but that's just the stigma that's attached to this. Yeah. And that's worldwide. That's just not in South Africa. Don't get me wrong. That's worldwide. Yeah. So that's not going to change, Lee, I'm afraid. Uh, as long as these guys are earning uh, decent money, um, we, we've spoken about them not saving, et cetera, et cetera. That's not going to change either. Um, and yeah, as, as long as they're professional footballers and they, you know, the, the problem is social media, so mm. we, we, with everything. It's about, Checking me, look what I do, look at my car, blah, blah, blah. The flex. all bullshit, man. It's all bullshit. And the one guy has to keep up with the other all the time. Uh yeah, you know, I, I just think it's it's a stigma that's attached to the guys. Um, I remember, I'm not going to mention any names, uh, when I was at Sundowns, there were two players that were sort of competing with each other in terms of what cars uh, each other drove um and to this day those two players are are, are destitute you know it's, it's it's crazy so um and that's that's back in the day
1: you know I'm, I'm just thinking though in the modern era um you know having a nice car sure it's a big flex but you know people aren't gonna know like you can get an uber black yeah and it's gonna be a nice car and you have somebody driving you you yeah. don't have to worry about the risk so is it uh, you know uh my mom told me that there's a thing about messaging. When we say "don't do something," people tend to want to do that exactly. Yeah, it's thing. like
0: these smoking, uh, mm. these anti-smoking mm. campaigns. Yeah. Don't smoke. Okay, I'm going to smoke. Yeah, yeah. yeah For yeah. sure. In
1: Australia, they happens. in Australia they put pictures of like people's burnt up lungs. And, yes, and people yes. still smoke. One hundred percent. Sales went through the roof. <laughs> so, do, you think, do you think that's the thing? It's like we we keep on saying "don't do this," "don't do this," and the players respond by continuing in their bad but, habits. But it's
0: not players. It's, it's, it's people. It's people in general. It's yeah. people. Like you tell yeah. someone not to do something. Like uh, me, for one, I hate being told what to do. I hate being controlled. I'm not going to go against it usually, but I just, it, it doesn't sit well with me. Yeah. Um, and I think with footballers, you know, it's 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 a short career. You are, you're micromanaged at every level. You know, Teiko will echo this. You, you're told what to eat, when to eat it. You're told what to wear, when to wear it. You're given a, uh, a program every Monday morning to say right you will be here at this time to do that your, yeah. your boots are clean for you there's a bus to pick you up it's and so now you just want to escape that reality for a little bit and go buy a yeah. nice car
1: oh and Teco Teco there's there's another level to this that I think I, I want to ask you about the making yeah. it out of the hood thing you know what I mean That that that, yeah. that, that mentality of like you know I I, I came from not having anything, now I I need to have all of the best things. Does that also play into it and and the image that you need to portray to the world suddenly?
3: Yeah, and I think with that, it's just not footballers. I think as human beings, especially black people, you come from a disadvantaged area or background. And then once you have something, you want to show everybody that I've got everything, even though you live beyond your means. But for footballers, uh, uh, in terms of the sports cars, I think um, I'll say this: I've, I know 80 to 85 percent of footballers they bought their licenses. mm mm-hmm. That's that's the honest truth, you know. And and how I'm, I'm also, not one of those. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those. Yeah, I, you have and, to say that. Though. <laughs> <laughs> And, and and it comes back again where where you're you having this fast car, you've never had a car before. Your first car is this fast car. Now what do you how do you adjust to that? You know, now you wanna always be on, on hundred and eighty to hundred and I don't know, whatever the case might be. But for me I I strongly believe that you cannot tell players what to do and what um, what to buy and what not to buy because at the end of the day, the individuals that need to make their own choices but i would say this i think the law needs to make an example of one i think if 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 maybe they can be an example of one being arrested for you know uh um for speed, even if it's two days or a week in jail, I think that will be a wake-up call because I know for a fact that footballers won't survive in jail. So I think <laughs> that those type of things that needs to happen because something needs to happen, something dr- uh, drastic needs to happen for for us uh, not to be speaking about this anymore. Yeah, yeah, you know, agreed. Yeah. All
1: right, from there, we'll do a quick This Week in Football History. We're kind of switching up the show order and having some fun with it for this last one. Don't want it to be too formal. Today, we remember great moments from the past. We dive into the time capsule. Join us as we remember great moments from This Week in Football History. All right. This week back in 2006, Manchester United scored their 2000th goal under Sir Alex Ferguson and it was delivered by the one and only Cristiano Ronaldo in a 3-0 win over Aston Villa. This week back in 2009, Barcelona won a record sixth trophy for a calendar year using an extra time goal to beat Estudiantes in the Club World Cup. They had already won the La Liga, the Copa del Rey, the Supercopa, the UEFA Super Cup and the UEFA Champions League. And uh, the, the, the team they beat, by the way, was Liverpool, who managed to win five trophies in 2001, which is remarkable considering the Premier League and the Champions League were not part of that list. <laughs> and also this week is one. I, I just thought, I, thought I'd throw this in because we were talking about match officiating a, a few weeks ago. This week is uh, one Victor Gomsch's birthday. What up, oh, what no. up, what up? Yes, happy birthday. My, my best mate, Victor. Happy birthday to our favorite referee, Victor Gomsch. <laughs> and that is Victor the, Gomsch. <laughs> that is this week <laughs> in football history. And as we move on, we see the return of Benny McCarthy. Benny's back. We love Benny over here. We've missed him since he uh, was uh, unceremoniously sacked from Cape Town City uh he is uh back he's with amazulu now amazulu of course parted ways with ayanda lamini um or oh, ayanda lamini left No, uh, you know we no. we know what that means in the, in the in the psl though yeah But uh, it's interesting seeing Benny back because, um, you know, obviously he had had that midweek game, but he didn't have much time. And I think they fell 2-0 to Golden Arrows, Mm. but we're not going to hold him to that. Obviously, he didn't have much time with the team. Get him out. Get Benny uh, out. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag Benny out. But no. What what would you say his expectations? We, we were speaking about the excitement he can bring to Amazulu yeah. and and all of that, but uh, you know, with the ambitions that Amazulu have with their new owner and all of these players mm. that they've signed, what do you think his mandate for the season should be and what his expectations
0: are? That's a good question, Slu. I think just firstly, uh, signing Benny is showing the direction where these guys want to go. They've obviously got money to spend, which is exactly what Am- Amazulu have needed over the past five six seasons, without a doubt. Uh, we said before that Amazulu is a massive, massive brand, and I think Durban, or yeah, D- Durban deserves better than what they've got, and, I- and I'm hoping this is it. Um, I think Benny's mandate realistically this season would be top eight, finish top eight, uh, get a couple of players that he needs. They've spent already; um, they've got a decent squad for sure. They're not playing very well, but they've got a decent squad, mm-hmm. um, and. I think if Benny does finish top eight, top six and come next season, have a slightly more open checkbook, I think we could see Amazulu easy top five, top four, top three, top two in the next coming seasons. That's my opinion.
1: Deco, what would you say his targets for the season should be?
3: Look, so I think with um, with um, with the the owner of, of Amazulu, what he's been saying is like he's been looking to be in the top four. I think he's been vocal about it. And uh, looking at the appointment of Benny and the players that they have, realistically, I think top eight should be um, a mandate for Benny. Probably maybe next season, uh, maybe they might come back to Benny again and have a new mandate or a new ambition for the team. I think Sean uh, said it very well that uh, this time around, I think the, the biggest thing that Amazon wanted to do was bring back the excitement of the team itself. You know, realizing um, how big the brand is and making sure that people can actually relate and love the team more. I think we have, we we're going to see the results if um, the fans were back at the stadiums uh, because Amazulu now has been busy doing road shows, you know, parading the coaches, the players. You can tell that they want to bring the excitement back. Yeah. And this is something that we haven't seen in Amazulu for a long, long time. These that type of things.
0: They're very active on social media, which is quite cool.
3: Yeah, they're very active. You can tell that there's you know there's there's the new sheriff in town. Things are done differently. There's new people on board, and with Benny's appointment, you can tell that you know um, you know for a fact that with Benny being there, um, Amazulu is always going to be in, in 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 the media um, because Benny's been loved by the media in South Africa as well. And if you can check ever since ever since the new one of Amazulu, um, there's every week there's always any something new or there's always news about Amazul. I think for them this is what they want. They always want to be in that space and they always want people to speak about it. I think their biggest ambition this season is to make sure that Amazul is a team that people speak about whether on the pitch and off the pitch. But also you can do all that um, if the results are not coming on the pitch. It's pointless. I think for me, Amazulu is still I think sitting at number 12 or something like that mm. and uh, with, uh, with the players that they have, um, I think they should start picking up points. Yeah. And especially with the amount of money they spend this season, you must also understand that buying the team also, uh, uh, it's part of the spending that uh, the new owner has spent this season. And it's it's important for the players as well to start picking up points while, yeah. you know, the sleeping giants are still not are still struggling a bit because come second round, we all know how difficult the second round of the league is. And you don't want to be that team that spends so much money and you're still lying 14th on the log you're still you 1 point away from relegation no, no, you, you no. know do, after doing all what you've done i think it's important as well irrespective of benny being there or not i think the players they know the responsibility that has been given to them and they know the ambition of the team hence the signings that they have done you can tell the sign the players that are being that are experienced, that have been coached that have played in big big teams. Mm-hmm. They're there to bring that experience and excitement into the team and also bring the proper balance mm. as well. And I think it's important for for, for for Amazulu to finish where they're supposed to because it will be sad to see them fighting relegation again because we want to speak about Amazulu, you know, um, nice things about Amazulu. Yes. yeah. You know, we're we, we just tired of saying Amazulu... Because this is it will be different. We'll be saying Amazulu spent gazillions of millions, but they're still fighting relegation. <laughs> gazillions you know? of
0: millions. Yes.
3: That's gazillions us. of the gazillion. Yes, sir.
1: And a, and another thing that's exciting for Amazulu is the, the, the technical team that they're putting together over there. Yes. So allegedly. They, yeah, yeah. Allegedly. I mean, you know, th- this is stuff that the SIA crew is reporting. Other news sources are reporting. But Alan Freese we know, is Benny's assistant. And then we have... Um, well, you see, I
0: heard that he's stepped down as well. That's what I've heard. Serious? I've heard that it's Numvete and... Monip Joseph's. Yeah, yeah.
1: That I heard. I heard that Monip was going to be coming in as goalkeeping coach, and that okay. Seabanganomvete is going to be roped in. But I, I okay. thought that I thought that uh, Alan Fries was still first okay, assistant. That's
0: fine. I, stand, I stand to be corrected. I apologize. Yeah, it, it
1: depends. I mean, you know, we we'll, we'll see how things go. I, I think the, the, pre- the players spoke
0: very very highly of Monip when he was there as a sort of assistant or or whatever as head coach because his halftime team talks were uh, one of a player who's been in that position before. Yeah. Very inspiring. Um, reminds me of when I was at Sundowns and we had Neil Tovey there. It was, you know, somebody's who's played at the highest level. You want to learn from him. You want to listen to him and you want to play for him. Um, and now that's what Benny brings to Amazulu. And if you have uh, slim cut there as well, and Monique, beautiful, and Omberti, it's great.
1: Yeah, so much experience because they obviously have uh, Spiwa Shabalala there as well, another sure. veteran. Um, he's still active as a player, obviously. Duker, what do you make of this? I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot of guys who I think are uh, are very familiar with each other as well. Who, who, who know? Uh, who've seen a lot of each other over the years, and probably that's why they 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 are forming this 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 dugout. Yeah, this dugout. Yeah, it's it's because you know Benny knows Numveta very well. He knows Munip Josephs very well. Um, so, what do you make of the of the dugout that they're putting together? Can
0: here? I can I add in there, Teko, just before you go ahead? I, I think I think what's important here is uh, and Teko knows this is that. What you see in the PSL more so than any other uh, league in the world, in my opinion, is, and it's not obvious for anyone else, but someone who's maybe on the field or, or part of it, balls deep like Teco and I have been, or still are in a way, that you always sometimes see the assistant try and make a move for the head coach. Yeah. Mm. Do you know what I mean? How, mm. how Benny structured this, that's not going to happen. Mm. Do you know what I'm mm. saying? So Benny's obviously, he trusts these guys that are there, he's played with them, but he also knows that, right, I'm the head coach. It's going to stay that way. I don't need to worry about anything else. That's yeah. my opinion. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Deku, your thoughts there?
3: Look, Sean, I think um, uh, with bringing Munip there, it's, 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 it's important for, for Amazulu because he's, he was there just not, not so long ago and he's still familiar with the surroundings and the players as well. And he understands the mentality and I think that's the big that's a big role that he'll play in terms of helping Benny understanding the mentality yes, and uh, yes. and the DNA of the team uh Bene hasn't coached um anywhere before, but his experience is very important and that uh, he'll come in there as well mm. and uh help the guys as well maybe ease up um the pressure that comes with uh, with getting results because he's been there done there but but also we know that um um, assistant coaches, uh, they've got ambitions as well to be head coaches at some point. Mm-hmm. But it's important to have somebody that you can trust, somebody that believes in your a philosophy of play, and somebody that you know even when you're not around, you can still protect you and not not play a good cup, bad cup. Mm. And we've seen those things happening so many, so many times, and in, and even in big teams as well, we've seen that happening. But I think for me as as, 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 um, as a fan of football, I think it's important, especially when you're not that experienced, it's always important to have somebody that, that has a knowledge. Whether it's, it's an assistant coach or a technical advisor, you, you, you need that because at the end of the day, um, we're learning every, something new every time in football. And I think it's important to keep learning and to have somebody like that in your books um, it's, it's very vital and I thought well, with Freeze being there, it'll help uh, the transition of you know, Verte coming into the team because you must understand that once you become an assistant coach, um, uh, you need to be able to be a vocal with the players, you need to be able to pass the message, you need to be able, be able to command respect and uh, when something happens to Benny, whatever happens, he's not there available for the game better to step up and be the person that do all those things, the post-match interviews, yes. you know, and be able to explain certain things technically. And uh, those are t- some things that you cannot just learn overnight, you know. And uh, for me, is, I just hope that with, uh, with the experience that they have and uh, the, the camarada that they have as a technical team, it will brush off onto the players as well because you don't want to be in a position where you're coaching so many senior players, they're struggling to even you know, um, um, follow your instructions or even understand what you try to tell them. Because the challenge is, uh, the players that are um, most of the players that have been signed at Amazon, those are players that have been properly coached by top coaches as well. You know, and so now you're coming into the team that, with players that have been coached. So all you need to do is find a way and how for them to respect you, understand and believe in your system as well. I think that Monique, that's where monip comes in. Mm. You know, Manipu will be very, very vital, whether he's second assistant or goalkeeper coach. But Manipu, you know how vital and how vocal he is. And I think for berlin because of the respect that he commanded into the game, I think that will brush off very easily into the um, into, into Amazulu. For me, Sean, it's always come back to the results on the pitch. You know, they can you can have the best that you can have on the bench, but on the pitch, I think that's one thing that will actually help us to have a better conversations about Amazon because if things are not going well, we'll start questioning the technical team. So I think for now it's 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 yes, Ben is doing the right thing. He wants to have people that he can trust, people that can believe in him. And and he's giving this player this this former players an opportunity as well. You yeah. know, Bele hasn't coached anyway, he's giving Bele an opportunity to come in and be helpful and better play for this team for a long time as well. Mm. So This is not new for Bale, this is not new for Manip. The only person that is new into that team is Benny, and Benny wants to have people that knows and understand the culture and people that he knows as well, that when he's not there, he's having lunch somewhere, his assistants are not talking to the the direct and telling them how bad Benny is or whatever the case might be. So I think it's important to have people that you can trust. 100%.
1: 100%. Uh, and one thing that our Mazulu side needs to understand is if you have and Benny McCarthy, you better start scoring goals, chief. But uh, yeah. uh, up next <laughs> we have, uh, you know, due to some issues, we, we kind of had one of those weeks where Murphy's Law hit us. So there was blackouts and, and we had to pre-record international news desk. So we're not d- being joined by Kurt Live, but Damn. have a listen to what we discussed this week. Today we remember great moments from the the past. We dive into the time capsule. Join us as we remember great moments from this week in football history. It is now time for the international news desk, and for that, we are joined by soccer Duma's international correspondent Mr. Kurt Buckerfield. Kurt, how are you doing?
2: I'm good sir. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing well so we have this developing lionel messi story we've been talking about him all season uh you know at the beginning of the season it looked like he was gonna leave it looked like he was gonna force a way out but he decided to stay to avoid conflict but now barcelona in a tricky situation money's not coming in like it used to um And PSG and Manchester City are still knocking at the door. And so now comes the question, do they cash in on Messi while they still have him? Sell him in January rather than next summer where he'd be able to leave on a free. So uh, what is the developing story regarding this potential PSG move and him potentially playing against Barcelona come February in the Champions League?
2: Look, I do think... um I just want to preface this whole thing by saying that I'm sure a lot of people will be laughing at this this headline that we run against Barcelona this season. I'm sure we'll get a lot of you know hate for that, but it is an interesting conversation to have. And we based uh, reports over the last few weeks, we based this on Neymar's comments after PSG beat Manchester United in the Champions League, um, I think it was last week. Um, um, if you guys don't know but he said I want to play with Lionel Messi next season we have to make it happen um, and then there was team Leandro Paredes who came out too and said um, you know we would welcome Messi with with open arms and you know how it goes when, when players so it led me to believe that there must be something to it there is no way I mean players are very conservative they aren't um, encouraged to have a personality for so when players come out and say something like that something so strong it, it, it makes you believe there's something going on now uh, and by the way Rivaldo the former Barcelona player has also he he believes this too he believes that Neymar is in conversation with Messi about potentially uh, joining him at, at PSG um, so I just feel like there has to be something to it another interesting angle on this is that it might not necessarily be at the end of the season when Messi's a free agent, but perhaps even in January, considering Barcelona are in the middle of this financial crisis, a presidential election coming up in just a few weeks' time, in January, um, it would to get Messi off their books. I know that nobody at Barcelona wants to admit that, but if Messi doesn't accept a wage cut, if he half of what he's currently earning, then Barcelona might have to push him out the door. As much as no president or, or no you know, leader of the club, no chief responsible for you know, getting rid of Messi, um, it might be the best course of action in terms of their financial situation, in terms of economically. So it's interesting when you think about PSG being one of the wealthiest clubs in the world, um, you know PSG as, as soon as Messi pushed for a move from from Barcelona in the, the transfer window at the start PSG was one of the clubs tipped as you know a potential suitor because they're one of the clubs that can afford him so I think it's interesting to play with the idea that PSG could move for Messi in January already and to so say that or think that wouldn't be the most unrealistic thing to happen is because if you watch Messi if you he in particular looks extremely disinterested like he it's it's done he looks like he has a foot out of the door um in almost every match and we know that Messi hasn't got the greatest work rate we know that he's not up and down the pitch he's running less he it looks like he cares less um and I, I don't think that that's a crazy statement to make I think that Messi might come January come Look, it will be best for Barcelona to get rid of me in terms of what it will do for them financially and it will be best for me to go to a club that actually plays attractive football and competes for. So I don't think it's crazy to suggest that it could happen. Also, we know that the rule changed in terms of eligibility. So if Messi went over to PSG, he would be eligible for their Champions League fixtures uh, when in previous years that wasn't the case uh, with players moving in the January transfer window. So... Look, it's, it's hypothetical, but it's an interesting conversation.
1: All right. And so I have two questions when it comes to this. One, uh, I'll start with how much would Messi go for uh, at this point in the season, in the January transfer window? You know, he's a 33-year-old. Um, he would have to go for a lot cheaper than the £600 million, £700 million release clause fee that we saw him uh, being rumoured with. And so how much do you think Lionel Messi would go for considering his age, considering the time of the season that he'd be leaving for PSG? How much do you think he is worth at the moment?
2: I think, well, actually, I think that the price would be knocked down uh, hugely. I don't think Messi, you know, with six months left on his contract, because in January, you know that players... Um, who, whose contracts are coming to an end are able to and at least listen to offers so Messi would be able to legally hold talks with PSG with his contract running out at the end of the season but PSG might turn around and say wait a minute maybe having Lionel Messi on our side will give us a chance of winning the Champions League this season so I, I you know his release clause was something like what, I can't even remember like 800 million or 600 million or something like that but if Messi were to leave in January I think that would be forced to accept anything around 50 million um, and you know that would be a huge bargain for PSG but then you consider um, the fact that he would be free at the end of the season it just comes down to PSG will Messi if he joins us in January improve our Champions League this season or do we want to just wait um, to, to sign him for- I think signing him for free would make more sense because of the wages he would be on and the wages that Kylian Mbappe's on, the wages Neymar's on. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. Um, your second question again, Stu, what was that again?
1: Oh yes, my second question is, is this worse for Barcelona than selling him at the beginning of the season instead?
2: Oh my God, yeah. Completely unfathomable, unfathomable fans. I mean, just imagine. I don't know, you know what, I even think, and I know this sounds crazy, if Messi had to join um, PSG in January, to play in those fixtures, and I know that sounds crazy, um, but I think that he might be reluctant, he might still go ahead with it, but he might be reluctant just, you know, considering his relationship with fans. It wouldn't wouldn't go down well with, with the Barcelona supporters who've, you know, backed this guy for the last 20 years, so... Yeah, man, I, I personally would love to see a bit of a shake-up. Um, I would love to see this happen just because I'm a, f- I'm a football fan and I, I just want chaos at this point. Um, and I, I've always, uh, you know, I've never hidden the fact that I'm a Barcelona fan either, but um, I would love to see something like this happen. I see play football again, um, uh, well, enjoy football. It's like he's enjoying himself. He looks really down and out. Um, completely disinterested. Things, uh, you know, things seem to have gotten worse under worse than they were under Seti and worse than they were under Valverde. So, you know, the club's gotten gotten themselves into this mess, um, and I I don't know how they will get out of it, honestly. But it's also important to point out that the presidential elections will be in the last week of January. So I don't think anything would happen until a new president comes in. Um, But, you know, a few of those talking, a lot of them want to tie Messi down to a contract, but a lot of them also acknowledge that if Messi were to stay in Spain, it's not going to be because of, you know, a new contract or, well, it's not going to be because of increased wages. He loves Barcelona. Well, at the moment, he doesn't love Barcelona. And I don't, I don't know what project will make him uh, restore his faith in the club. I really don't. I don't, I don't. I don't see that
1: happening. I really don't. Now, Kurt, we were talking about power rankings recently. Where would uh, Messi at PSG put PSG in the power rankings? You know, they still have to take on the likes of uh, uh, Bayern Munich. They still have to take on the likes of Real Madrid, potentially Manchester City. So Messi, Neymar, Mbappe, how nice. does that front three work? And, and where, do, where where does it put them in the power rankings uh, at in, in Europe?
2: I think right up this, Lou. I mean, like, it it would be greater than football. I think Messi's impact would, uh, you know, would be in, in terms of the player's confidence to be playing with a player like Lionel Messi. I think it would just give everybody at the club a boost. Um, injury issues this season, Icardi's been out. Um, Di Maria hasn't been quite the Di Maria that we've seen in recent seasons, so... He would slot right in, he would play with Mbappe and Neymar in the front three. Can you just imagine watching that? Can you imagine what that would do for those players? Those those midfielders, those defenders would be, you know, leaving absolutely everything out on that field to to just, you know, ensure that they express themselves just like uh, Messi and Neymar did alongside Suarez at Barcelona from, you know, what was it, 2013-2017. MSN, the arguably the greatest front three of all time. Um, you know, I, I would love to see it happen. I really, really would.
1: You know, the thought of Messi putting balls over the top for Mbappe absolutely terrifying.
2: <laughs> and you know what? Also, just just one more thing on this. Like, I think that if he were to join PSG, it would allow him to rest more um, in terms of you know league fixtures and and those cup fixtures. And uh, hasn't been able to do for quite a while at Barcelona he's, he's been doing it this season um, but we must remember that the games that he sat out Barcelona had already uh, qualified for for the next round of the competition so in France he would he would be afforded more rest out to be at his absolute best for big Champions League nights which you know hasn't been the case for a long long time um, Ronaldo Ronaldo Champions Leagues at those three consecutive Champions Leagues at Real Madrid, he was being rested for group game, uh, group stage matches, and knockout games. He was being rested the games before um, for those La Liga fixtures, so certainly helped Real Madrid's chances of of you know, European glory. And I feel like Messi joining PSG. We know that league in, in, in the world, but we all know that PSG's main objective is to become european champions um place less emphasis on that that would uh, allow Messi to rest and play the likes of public arabia and those youngsters coming through and have Messi fit and firing for big knockout fixtures which is something everyone wants to see come on
1: and that is all for the international news desk thank you very much mr kurt buckafield thanks luke and now back to the show and that was the international news desk uh we move forward uh we're gonna we're gonna do something fun at the end of the show uh santa's naughty versus nice list but i do want us to quickly discuss kaiser chiefs um you know their 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 struggles continue this season uh this year has been kind of a torrid year for them Mm. um you know falling from the heights of being almost champions to now sitting in 13th position despite the having the new coach they had the fifa transfer ban everything is just not going their way um but otherwise they're fine um (laughs) but uh you know one thing that i quickly want to ask sean about you know two recent matches itumelen kune has made errors that led to goals um what do you make of his of his uh, starting role and the fact that he's currently the number one for Chiefs? Do you think that he should be dropped? Do you think that he should be benched? We we had uh, a whole lot of fans roasting him and 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 giving him the, the the short end of the stick, blaming him for the results. Do you think that he's perhaps being too harshly criticized, or that it's time to give Akbey or,
0: yeah, yeah, I th- or I one think, of these guys a chance? I think what's what's. What's very important to understand is that if you're not performing or if if Gavin feels that you don't deserve to start, you won't start, no matter what club you're at. Um, So you you cannot take away what Itu has accomplished over the past 12, 13 years as as a professional footballer. Um, Yeah, he's made a couple of errors, but we we don't speak about Itu making errors very often. It just so happened that it's been the last couple of games. It is what it is. And it just so happens that it's probably one of Chiefs' worst starts in in the league for, for a very long time as well so I think I think people are slightly overreacting um does he does Akpe to be deserve to be number one only Lee Baxter the goalkeeper coach will know that only Gavin Hunt will know that it's, it's very easy for us to say oh this and that we don't know what's going on at training um but yeah he, we know it too. he's obviously not happy with what's been happening for sure um I, I think if it is if it happens one or two more times, you will definitely see a change in goals. But I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think uh, it will. You know, we'll have another couple of episodes like it. I really don't. Yeah, um, it is what it is. It's football. Yeah. It's just it just so happens though. Chiefs are in the state that they're in. And players are going to be singled out now. If if the transfer ban was lifted, if Chiefs were playing well, which they did the other night, don't get me wrong, um, we wouldn't be having those conversations. But unfortunately, none of this is happening.
1: Well, let me ask you this. You've played for a team where there's been multiple goalkeeping options, mm. um, yourself included. Uh, Chiefs, I believe, have three three backups. They have Akbei, I think they have uh, Bvuma and then I think uh Peterson I think yes. I want to call him yeah. By- Byron? Byron Byron Peterson yeah, Byron Peterson right. Yes um, So how many more mistakes Is Kune allowed Before th- These guys Come into play
0: Look I, I think In my honest Feeling If If Kune does have Another howler There will be no other option To Then to drop him um, And that's not saying That it is a bad goalkeeper Because he's not He's He's world class In my opinion Or was world class In my opinion For sure Um but yeah, I think I don't think Evans going to drop him for the next game. If he does, I'll be very surprised. Um, but having said that, there are quali- there is quality behind him, so he he needs to be very careful.
1: Yeah. Fun fact: Before I ask deco <laughs> this is this is going to be my my one Arsenal reference for the show. Oh, but listen, I'm wow. roasting them. I'm roasting them. Listen, I'm roasting them. Wow. So 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 you guys are going to enjoy this. Itumeleng Kune technically has more assists than most of Arsenal's <laughs> midfield. <laughs> Because he's got two this season,
0: which uh, you know Jeez. You see, and that's what he brings. Yeah, that's what he can bring. So don't forget that that Itu has two assists this season. I don't think I'd love to know that other stats of other goalkeepers in the league, but uh, that's what he can bring to Chiefs.
1: Very rare, Deco. How 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 much more time do you think Itu should be allowed before you know it, uh, it, they drop
0: him?
3: Hmm. Slow. You wanna, you wanna put me? That's a me. big question. got <laughs> ask, man? Um. Look, um, football is a game of mistakes. Yes, we know that. But looking at where the team is, like Shona said, I think it's easier for fans to start criticising because of it, because of the hangover that they have um, on the league itself. And uh, there's certain players within any team that uh, the standards are so high and the expectations are so high. You know, um, the mistakes are not... Um, allowed or accepted because of the standard that you have set for yourself. I think this is where Itou is. E, we know what Itou has done for the team and um, um, people are not, are not expecting him to do such mistakes. And the uh, team uh, itself is frustrated. The coach is frustrated. The fans are frustrated. And these are results of emotions that are coming through. When the team is not doing well, you find you start seeing players doing silly mistakes that normally they don't do. I've watched E2 for so many years. He's never done something like this. So this is new for him and for the team. But coming to your question as well, is he looking at, because I, I believe that football needs to be played with stats. And I've always said this for, for the longest time. I think we in our country, we don't use stats. We use emotions to judge things. And uh, looking at the games that akpei has played, Looking at the quality that Akpei has, there's a different quality than Itu has. But looking at the stats, Akpe is better with stats in the last season and until now. He's better with stats than Itu, but Itu never played so many games. But those are part of the stats, whether he was injured or not. Um, look, I've always said that Chiefs fans always felt better to lose with Itu on the pitch than with Akpe. Uh, Akpei has always been the goalkeeper that they never trusted, even season when he was doing well still people wanted it to be on on the goals because they wanted to win the league with it because it feels good it looks good and and akpe has justified his position he's justified his signature to that team it's difficult to be competing with a legend of the team in the same position and i think if 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 even if it's training or even if it's 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 games i think akpe deserved to start the league I'm not talking about the mistake that ETO has done. I think Akpe deserves to start the league. Looking at, because this is one department also you want to have consistency. Mm. And I think uh, the the lack of consistency in that regard. And um, how do you, what do you do now? What do you say to Akbe now? How do you motivate him to come back again and play? You know, unless he's one of those type of players that is always motivated to play irrespective of what the situation is because you don't want to come back and be like hey dude you need to come back and play because you can see the situation we're in why would you not play me in the first place when i've done so so well you know but also is, for me with Gavin is irrespective of what Gavin is doing there's there's, there's always an issue with the team this season around and i think they need to soldier on whether it's into making a mistake whether it's a far post where mato left the striker or Maleko, they didn't mark well there's always a mistake with Kezi Chiefs games there's always somebody making mistakes and you see them playing again the next week and I think for now I know that uh, it's, 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 it's crazy to say that Itu needs to play again but what do you do? Yeah. do you go back and trust Ape? do you trust your players enough to actually be able to rotate because sometimes rotation brings the best out of the players and I think Itu has never had such a competition in a long long time It has always been number one And has always been given that number one jersey, irrespective. If he can be injured for eight months, when he comes back, he wears the arm belt and he plays. Now, at this age and this time of his career, where there's competition, I think the competition needs to be healthy. Those who are supposed to play or those who deserve to play, they need to play. You need to train well you also need to play well because of, we can't be saying um, with with infield players that there's certain players that plays well at training and then come game time, they disappear, they get substituted. Mm-hmm. Why don't you do that with the goalkeepers? Why do we have to justify what somebody has done in the past? Mm. We're speaking about the present. The present is it is all form, that's, that's given, it's not a secret and you cannot shy on yeah. it. Yeah. And I think Akpi has done well he doesn't have um, um, the necessary uh, skills and quality that Itu has, but he has done the business when it was in. Yeah. This is
1: true. This is true.
3: You know, and, and this, is, this is painful, I know, but the, the fact of the matter is if Etu was an infield player, he would be benched.
1: That is true. That is true. He
3: will be substituted. Look at, look, look, look at what Gavin is doing with Manyama. If he's not happy with Manyama, he's substituted. Yeah. If he's not happy with well, the Katsande, substitute him, Irrespective of how, how big the game is or who they play. Mm. So guys, we cannot, we cannot, we cannot um, speak about your Katsande and okay, I deserve to be substituted. This is me speaking of as a fan. We cannot speak about uh, Bennett Parker not starting, coming in as a sub or be substituted. The next game is our playing and then we try to make excuses for it. True. it I think needs to fall under the every same player that has been given a responsibility that case achieves if you don't perform a training if you don't perform in games somebody else needs to step in until you find the right solution for it because you saying he's making mistakes yes but those are mistakes that are costing the team yeah you know and 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 what do you do as a coach what do you do as a club you 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 tend to look at the other option of, okay, guys, sometimes you need to save the player. It has been getting a lot of stick this season. Save him. Mm. Yeah. Let him come back with confidence. Give him time to come back with confidence and, and also looking at the team that you're playing for. Kesa Chiefs is getting a lot of stick. Give e to a rest. Like, give other players a rest as well. Yeah. Give him time. Let him grow into the season. I mean, season what? The, the, the seven games into the league. They're still going to need E2 along the way. Bring back another guy. Even Vuma can be doing business for them. It doesn't matter who it is, who trains well. Try him in the games. I think it's a high time that also Gavin trusts his goalkeepers as well. As much as he doesn't have anything that he can do, he's got all the goalkeepers that he has. He can't sign anybody. But Mm. guys, we passed that story that way. He cannot sign anybody. These are the same players that were number one in the long with 14 points the whole season until the last game. Akpuri, how many games did he play last season? How many Crazy, clean, yeah. clean sheets that he had? He was also the topic of part of the goalkeeper of the year as well. Mm. You know, I think it's important to go back and to default settings and look at also… And I think it's, it's important as well to have a players, um, the goalkeeper that the players will trust. Yeah. yeah. Do you think when and now that it is, is is one of those players that like if, 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 if the ball is on his feet, the defenders need to look away? You can't anymore. Mm, yeah, you know, and and I think it's important to save to save the players' um, 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 dignity and pride, and and put on some other guy. Even if the mistakes do happen, you still lose. It's still the same result that you got last week with ET on the post. Anyway, true,
1: true. And we have, to, we have to also take a look at the rest of the team here. You know, you mentioned Manyama, Katande, guys like this. Uh, you know, a lot of these guys, their deals are expiring at the end of this season, June 30th, 2021. Um, and so I just quickly want to run through the list and just ask you guys, do you extend these guys' contracts? Because it's kind of a, an iffy situation because next, the so January, they can't sign anyone. And then I believe next summer or next winter for us they'll be able to to sign new players yeah next season they'll be able to sign new players so Lebo Manyama first of all do you do you extend this contract beyond june of next year
0: i think they've got a i think they've got an option anyway which they will take Mm -hmm. so uh which yeah i mean uh Lebo's a good player he's a very good player he had a great season last season i would extend him for sure
1: Deco Lebo Manyama extend
3: yeah, I mean, he, he was one of the nominees for Football of the year. Of course, I'll, I'll extend it. Um, of course, he's having a dip right now, but I'll extend his contract. Yeah. I'll even give him a new one.
1: And uh, next we have Kama Biliat, of course, the highest paid player in the land. <laughs> uh, Deal expires June 30th. They do have a one-year option with Biliat as well. Do you extend?
0: Um, I will ex- I would take up the option um, in order to try Salem. I see.
1: Yeah, just to just to make some profit. That's what I would do. Deco, do you extend?
3: That's a tough one. Mm. eh? (sighs) Look, Kam was brought in to bring results. His stats aren't aren't great, and you're still hoping that you know he might catch form. And I'll extend, hoping that he does get that form back. But before extension, I'll probably have a five-hour meeting with him and go through the stats and go through his games and make sure Mm. that. It doesn't come back the same because you want to to, to, to to get what your money is worth. And I don't think Kama ever since he has won that Jay Z has been himself. And I think it's high time that you have that type of conversation, tough talks. Tough talks. Chiefs need to do tough, tough talks. Talk. Yeah, they need to talk proper with his players. And I think I will extend with Kama, looking at his age, looking at his abilities as well. I would extend.
1: And then uh, we have uh, Makasi, Boss Yamboko himself. <laughs> Boss Amboko, sorry, Katande Salt <laughs> and, and Vinegar. <laughs> um talks haven't opened up with him just yet uh with chiefs uh so they might not be looking to extend but would you keep him
0: i'll tell you something it's it's, it's very we can put i think him and for me him and parker in the same conversation because yeah uh, i know them both quite well um and i know what they bring to the team in the change room and that's massive i think Again, it's because where Kaiser Chiefs are at the moment that all of a sudden the spotlight is on the senior players. I think if they had a proper squad assembled, these players could be utilized a lot better mm-hmm. um, and they could give a lot more back to to Chiefs. I think, I think Willard still has a good two years in him and his legs. Mm-hmm. I would extend Willard. I would extend Parker uh, for another season. I think that's what they do with the older players. They give them one, 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 one. I won't see them getting another two years for sure. Yeah, But mm-hmm. um, I would definitely keep players like that on board because the minute they start bringing in the younger players, they can they can help them through the ranks. And that's that's what's happening. But you do need your Parkers and you do need your Katsunders in, in a team like
3: that.
1: Yeah. uh you can do both Parker and Katsunder as well?
3: Yeah, I'm sharing the same sentiments as Sean. As I think it's important to have players that will keep the dressing room proper and you need senior players that actually knows the dna of the team and what it uh, what it feels like to win and uh, those are two guys that when the team last won they were part of that squad and they were very very important at the time so now with all the new players that will be coming in you need to have players that can actually show them the ropes show them Uh, What is it exactly it means to play for that team? I think those two guys are very important, not only on the pitch, but also off the pitch for the players as well. So I would extend with one each Mm. and take it from there.
1: And then I'm now realizing that the the last guy on this list is Nurkovic. There is an offer on the table. I believe he just hasn't signed it. But I I feel like even me asking, it's a pretty obvious answer. Ah,
0: You you give him a... Yeah, I think you Yeah, you, you try to tie him down for that two, three years at least, you know. he's His last season, he was phenomenal. Took the PSL by storm, and you've seen now how much he's really missed.
1: Yeah. Teko, do you throw all the money at Nurkos?
3: Look at me just trying to cash in, dude. Oh, yeah. and, and,
0: and, and, and for us, and, and of course, I would do the same.
3: Yeah, i would do the same. Yeah, and I think um, it's high time that Kezer Chiefs pays um, players uh, well that needs to be paid mm. well. Nukovic deserves to have a better contract. Um, he actually... I'm surprised that he he didn't do an operation on his shoulders because he was carrying this team the whole season last year. <laughs> and, and, and for him... Uh his 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 absence you can see there's a big void within the team. Yeah. And he's a player that is very, very important as well. I think Kizhieves needs to do a good business and Sanukovich mm-hmm. and uh and and let him come back and play. We're not saying that when he comes back, chiefs will be better. We'll go back to winning ways. But he's—you need—you need—you need need all your best players. Give him a chance. Yeah, yeah, got to Give him the money.
1: (laughs) And uh, as we close out the show, we won't spend too much time here, but um, you know. Uh, this is our last one before Christmas and the New Year. So I thought we'd do a Santa Claus's naughty versus nice list. Uh, so we'll start with the naughty list. For me, I'll, I'll, I'll let you guys know who's on my naughty list. A video surfaced recently of uh, three senior Kaiser Chiefs players having a good old time um, in what looked like, I don't know, some, some hotel lobby or, or something. But it was um, uh, Eric Matoho. It was Lebo Manyama and Itumelen Um And in the video, it's just, it's not a great video. You see Itumelen Kune like smack some chicks' oh, and no. like I was just like, guys, Center. at a time like this, no. you can't do it. So them, those three are on my naughty list for this really? year. Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Shona, who would you put on your naughty Jeez, list?
0: Jeez, I mean, how do you top that? <laughs> exactly. You can't top that. That's bad. That
1: is it. Yeah, so it was a little rough. Like even when 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 we posted the fan reaction show, everybody was responding to our link with that video going. Oh, you're talking about senior players? It's these guys you're talking about.
0: Oh man, I think my, my naughty list is all those players that are out there that are drinking and driving. I just think uh, we we've learned the hard way, guys, and not just the players, but people in general. But the the you've seen the accidents already that's been happening on the roads. It's absolutely devastating. Yeah, and um, just. Just, yeah, just be careful out there. I mean, it's just crazy with COVID. It's spreading like wildfire. Um, we've got Aiden here. He looks like a duck wearing his mask. This is <laughs> crazy. But, yeah, that's, a, that's my naughty list. All those players that are not going to behave themselves this this festive season.
1: Deco, who's on your naughty list? I don't have. <laughs> ah. I don't
3: have players on my naughty ah. list. I want be It can I be players, the, coaches, uh,
1: even a team can be on your naughty list.
3: Yeah, I think... I think uh, TTM's owner, I think, is the guy. <laughs> Merely because ever since he, uh, TTM started, there hasn't been any great news. I think last week there was no any news of TTM. Mm. And I think he can continue like that. I've always said that if he can continue like that with making less news off the pitch, it'll help the players to start getting results because he, he actually does have a good team yeah. that can be able to compete. So I think for me... This is, a, he's the guy.
1: Definitely. All right. Moving on to the, to the nice list. Uh, my nice list, I'm actually going to give it to Swallows. Oh. Because, was that going to be yours? <laughs> <Damn it. laughs> <Damn it. laughs> because I, I felt like downs is, is like, Sundowns is easy. But like Swallows, for them to come from the Glad Africa Championship and, and be unbeaten after seven games. It's just a remarkable rise yeah. that for, for, an, for a sleeping giant. And, and, they, and they've yeah. woken up um yeah
0: yeah uh, i mean uh, yeah i mean it's uh, th- thanks for killing me there <laughs> um i'll have to try to think of something else in the next 30 seconds but yeah i think you've echo-, I'll echo what you said there um very good work during the transfer window they've obviously done their homework uh well done on them uh, holding on to their coach yeah um i hope he's been handed a new deal and, and, and again it's it's nice hats off to the the swallow's what's the word administrative staff or senior staff of Backing an nfd coach into the PSL and look how well it's done, you know. So yeah, it swallows all the way.
3: Deco, look, I've got three: with Salos, Baroka, and Pirates. But I was, I'll, I'll I'll go with Pirates now because we went with Salos. I think Pirates um, for going into MTN8 uh, tournament without a loss. Mm. Uh, winning all their games and the final as well, after so many years of not winning a trophy, after speculations of their coach leaving, you know, speculations of having a new coach and of, um, um, assembling the team that they have. And I think it's high time that Orlando Pride realise how good of a team they are and how far they can go. And uh, I think this trophy uh, would bring that into the dressing room. And for me, kudos to them. I think they deserve to be the license this time around.
1: Definitely. And with that, we say a merry christmas Quis- a uh, merry Christmas. Whoa, please. <laughs> <Hello. laughs> <A> merry- <laughs> I'm like a damn baby. Do you
0: know what a you know what a walk is? Oh, like the, the Chinese something you throw right? a wabbit with
1: oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year you know on Christmas Santa Claus generally travels around with a sleigh pulled by uh, reindeer but I don't think that's a great mode of transportation you know what no, I'm saying I no. think he should I oh. think he should be driving
0: Jeez, and right. so what
1: would you have him rolling this,
0: this, this car of the week is uh, Darren Smith that striker who plays in I think it's Finland eh? Yes. he's been. Back in Cape Town, he drives the new Mini Cooper S. Every Cooper, Cooper S, and Clubber model comes standard with a number of premium features, including LED headlights, white trimmed interior, mm. and leatherette upholstery. The standard wheels are 15 inch, with the Cooper S model bumping up to 16 inch wheels. The Mini's interior is very good, but its exterior and customization options are legendary. The likes, sharp interior, sharper handling, available all-wheel drive and decent base engine. The dislikes, it's not really a four-seater, much more expensive than its competitors. Um, And the Cooper S isn't really that much more fun than the standard Cooper. All in all, a 7 out of 10.
1: Oh, nice. Darren Smith, by the way, we have an interview coming out with him next week ah. uh, for Players of He actually came into studio, which was, which was very, very nice, uh, him being in Cape Town. Cool. So shout out Darren Smith. Uh You know, one thing about that interview is that he has quite the story where the clubs in the PSL didn't want they, they told them basically like maybe football's not for you mm. we can't find a club for you but the dude stayed motivated and I think that's the perfect transition
0: to the motivational wow. quote of the week. Flew, dog Christmas has come early. Oh, well hey, done, look at me bro in course. You. <laughs> All right this motivational quote of the week comes from my ex-teammate and good friend Stanton Lewis. The future belongs to those who believe in their dreams. Very nice. That's a perfect
1: one to close out. Um, And look, before, before I wrap up fully, I'd just like to properly thank... My co hosts and our sound engineer. Uh I'll say sound engineers because for, for you know, for a lot of twenty twenty we had one Simon Strella. Thank you to him. Thank, thank, you, thank you to so Mr. Aiden Hewitt who's come in and done the job handily. Thank you, Mr. Sean Roberts, thank you for brother. your excellent uh analysis and Mr. Teko Modise for the same. You guys have been excellent co hosts. Thank and, you, sir. Thank uh, you, Slu. Yeah. Thank, thank you, Slu. Th- 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 th-
0: host man. Extraordinaire. Thanks, thank
1: you. Hey, look, we're still the number one sports podcast out here. You can check the stats. We still on i checked as well spotify we're the only south african sports podcast that appears on the sports podcast of list apple podcasts we started the year as number one and uh we gonna see the the stats in january but i'm pretty sure we're still there i just don't have an apple device to check uh but regardless of that <laughs> hayden's gonna quickly check uh, regardless of that um whether you've been listening to us on spotify google podcasts apple podcasts uh or Gang 96.7 fm's game time thank Thank you very much for joining us on the show to you the listener for listening to us all year listening to our b- listening to our excellent football analysis we do it all for you and we've enjoyed it. we've enjoyed every single second of it from myself your host Salute paho that mother over there named sean roberts and that mother in Joburg named Deco morise
3: <laughs> oh, thank
1: you very much we will see you all in the new year merry christmas happy new year Peace.
0: Be safe. Today is a great day for a car wash.
1: Yeah, sure. Car wash. <laughs> <laughs> this is the car
0: wash on the SL podcast. This a and a car.